Good evening, everyone, and welcome to I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined today by Bob. Yes. Hi, Bob. Surprisingly. I know. Here I am. I, I made it I made it seem like it was a special announcement. No, I know. I like that. It's special every time. Well, Bob. when I come into the store, it's always like you're like, "Oh. Oh, that's hey. That's right, Bob. Oh, hey, it's you Bob. You exist. <laughs> you have you have uncovered something about me that I am like an infant in that when <laughs> someone is gone, I don't know that they exist and then I see them again and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, Bob exists." <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, object permanence is not my forte, <laughs> as it turns out. That's why we love comics that come out every week. <laughs> Thank God. If not, I wouldn't know that things continue to happen, and they're all new to me all the time, because I forget everything. X-Men? What's that? What the fuck is that? Wolverine? That guy's cool. Uh, they should do some comics with that guy. They should do some good comics with him. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> Uh, I actually, spoiler alert for the podcast, uh, I actually really liked X-Men this week. Oh, I, nice. I had a blast with X-Men this That's week. That's cool. Uh, anyway, but uh, let's talk about uh, the other things that are that are here. Oh, man, I listened to the po- last week's podcast for the first time. I've listened to one of our podcasts after recording it in at Since least around. two years. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I apologize for opening dollar books the entire time because you can totally hear me opening the dollar books. Well, there is like, a you microphone here. Well, yeah, but I didn't think it was, I thought I was being much quieter than I was. I was like, and it wasn't like I was being super loud, but like I could hear, I was like, oh, there's me popping the tape on another web of Spider-Man, which <laughs> by the way, those were fun to revisit after watching, especially after watching Spider-Verse. Yes, because... He uh, he has a web of Spider-Man. He has a web of life. Oh. It's the web of... I, I, don't know. <laughs> I hope that somebody writes a song about that. Maybe Elton John. It's the circle of life. Oh, sorry. It's a little different. He um, changed the lyrics. I will say one thing. I just want to say one thing before we get started. I haven't actually done this. I'm just going to tell people who listen to the podcast what's up. Ooh. And what's funny about the podcast is that I've found that locals barely listen to it and that it's all people who are from away who listen to it for the most part. Oh, cool. Like, it's people who have left Portland and are like, oh, yeah, Portland. Huh. There used to be that weird store there. Is I'll that, listen to wait, that. Wait, is that Magna Prime? Does Magna Prime not live around he here? He doesn't live around here. No, oh. that's true. I don't know Magna Prime other than just from the the handle. Uh, yeah, he's he's but a long-time customer of the store, and I, I don't want to blow up his spot, so I'm not going to say what his name is. But uh, Don't say it. Yes. Just um, tell me later. Because I don't want people to steal his identity using all of the information. I'm going to sprinkle <laughs> clues throughout the episode so you can steal his information later. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> breadcrumbs. Yes, breadcrumbs. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, we're doing a thing. Uh, we're doing a board game night. Oh, it's happening. Uh, yes, we are. It is at Rigby Yard. That is the secret that we haven't told anyone. It's on Wharf Street. It's a gorgeous location like i can't even i can't even tell you how gorgeous this location is that used to be the sahara no No. it used to be on on wharf street though it used to be something so literally i mean the side of it used to be wimpy's or whatever that oh yeah okay so it's in further okay so it's literally that first block it's like there's a whiskey bar on the corner Mm-hmm. That's the same building. That's the same. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. That used to yep. be a bar that I can't. And remember. then it keeps going all the way down, and it's a restaurant, and like has beautiful tables, and it's got a, like a steampunk aesthetic, and it's just. Cool. They renovated for COVID, so all the tables are really far apart, but they're big wooden tables, and they're perfect for gaming. Mm. So we're gonna do a thing at this location, 
and we're going to you know we're going to see if people are willing to actually pony up for it because if if we can't get paid for it i'm not going to put all of our time and effort into promoting and mm. organizing and all that shit people have to actually pay for the tables or else we're going to be like eh, fuck it we just yeah. won't do it uh but we'll see it nice. is possible that this will work so we're going to start eventually we don't know when but it is going to be uh the first one is going to be july 5th six to ten at night that is a wednesday so mm. it's going to be the first wednesday of every month oh from here going on rigby yard and we're going to do uh, a reservation system on the website where you can choose your table and each one will be listed like a comic would be on the website so you pull up the basically you go to this listing and there'll be one listed for each thing you select the table you want from a seating chart like you're going to a movie huh. and then once you reserve it you come in show your email or your id or whatever and then you get to go to your table we're gonna have as it goes along we're probably gonna have teaching like workshop stuff huh. where we'll teach people how to play dungeons and dragons we'll teach people how to be dms and things of that kind of nature will have uh-huh. like that kind of workshop because there's also a glassed off room to the side, oh. which is beautiful. This place is phenomenal. It's so, also like less than a block from where I work. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Like the fact that he wants to do this with us, I think is nuts because it is, it is just, it is gorgeous. Hmm. So when, just when you get likes there, gaming. he does, he's like, he used to, he used to do it all the time and he hasn't uh. done it for a while. He went to Seattle and he was like, hey, I saw that a bunch of these places were doing this thing and we're closed on Wednesdays. Would you want to do a thing? And I was like, let's see. And so I did the survey monkey and did all that kind of stuff. People definitely want it. There's a bunch of people who are not willing to pay for it. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing I can do about that because literally I can't just pay for someone to be there for no reason well and as someone who who does a like and the so I'll never be able to go if it's on Wednesday because that's when my radio show is unless I have an off night from the radio show but like what I think I could tell you about doing promotion and booking and all the stuff that you do for like an event like that uh doing that for free is kind of dumb yes uh and, and I do it because I love the radio station WMPG but like if you don't have yeah, the yeah. time, you know, which who does? I don't love random people playing magic enough to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to do it just exactly. for some stranger exactly. uh, to take away from my already absolutely missing free time. But I felt like this was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So I decided that I'm going to do it, even though it is going to be a huge pain in the arse for me. Mm. But I think it's going to be awesome for other people. And it's also something that Portland doesn't have right now. Yeah. Because ever since uh, the Barcade down the street, ever since they expanded, it doesn't have the the board game atmosphere oh. anymore. So, so I've not been in there since they moved into the I Port City either, Music Hall space. I have been told that, that it's very difficult to do stuff there. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it makes sense. They're probably paying $15,000 a month for rent for the <laughs> fucking place. I can't imagine. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That's the deal. So cool. that is a thing that we're doing. Uh, get on it if you're into that kind of thing. Nice. Anyways, you know what else people are into? Comic books? No. No. Into comic books. I'm into comic books. Oh, okay, good. Well, then I'll <laughs> talk to you about them. Okay. What about The Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number four? Are you into that particular comic? I'm not into the fact that it has a fill-in artist, although at least the fill-in artist is Derek Robertson. The story is very Whoa, good. Oh, I love Derek Robertson. Yeah, I like Derek Robertson, too. Um, I just like the 
consistency of one artist on a mini series like it it's kind of like when there's like one issue that's by someone else it's kind of i think it's kind of whack but you know deadlines are deadlines and that's what happens um remember when justin roiland ripped off that concept that he came up with there's that Derek robertson comic a while back that was the sentient gun that was like always yelling at the guy and it was made of like guts and stuff and then Justin Roiland made a fortune off that concept I don't and then is going to jail anyway yeah uh, <laughs> anyway I mean, kind of uh, sounds like a dick <laughs> kind of almighty number five of five yeah it's it's good it's definitely like um this series has been really good yeah and and, and twisty di- twisty turny I yeah. think I, I was this was not the direction I expected this book to go in well, I did kind of expected to go in this direction i just kind of expected it to happen a couple issues ago so right. i kind of forgot that it was maybe gonna there. happen um but that said uh that there's be, that might be more to the point assuming this thing sells at all or has heat at mm. all there'll be another series because there's definitely like it doesn't <clears throat> i mean it, the story ends concisely and neatly yeah, yeah. but it, it there's definitely a lot more room for this uh concept as more comics what was that book? What was that weird uh, cowboy book that came out a little while ago? Snakes Above Snakes? Oh, that was called Above Snakes. Above Snakes. It had okay. really good art. So I was just on Steam, and apparently there's a game called Above Snakes as well. Hmm. And maybe, it looks very similar. Well, I wonder maybe if they one turned is based it into on a game. the other. Or maybe it's, book, maybe it's based on the... That would make sort of sense. Or maybe it's just an expression that somehow cowboys say... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. And was in the zeitgeist for some reason. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was weird. It's especially weird that I'm fucking around on Steam. I shouldn't be doing that. Get off it. I know. I'm kidding. Excuse me, I'm not really yawning. Uh, Just pretending. I'm just like... For the audience at home. I'm just like Rose the Hat. I'm on the Steam. (laughs) That's a reference to a Stephen King story called Dr. Sleep. Anyway, uh, I saw that that film. uh, Yeah, I did too. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, Astrobots number two of five. If you like the Transformers, this is a comic you'll enjoy. This is literally the Transformers. This <laughs> is this is only your, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. This is your Mexican knockoff Transformers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually, is, pretty pretty good art. Oh, I flipped the, through the art it. is. Fine. I didn't look at the first one. The art is fine. The story is by the guy that did the story that everybody cares about for Transformers, yep. and people wanted to see the end of his story. And here's here's where you're going to find it. Cool. Uh, I still don't think that I can't imagine that it's selling well enough to pay for itself, but uh, I'm glad they did it, I guess. It sells itself to pay for itself. I wish. Comics, it's very difficult to break even selling comics. Oh, yeah. As I can, as I'm here to tell you. <laughs> uh, anyway, Batman 136. Yeah, it's decent. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it moves I the like, story forward. It's kind of a transition issue. I like the artwork. Um, I, I, uh, it was a little. I like Zdarsky a lot, but I kind of, if I had like one thing about him, it's just that like he knows where he wants the story to go, and it kind of like characterization doesn't seem like it's always like. I don't know. Like, just the way Batman is acting is kind of just like, I don't know. I feel like I want to push back against that. You can. Because I feel like that's what I like about this, is that there has been so much, uh, no one knows, no one understands, 
No, but that's what he's doing in this. But he's not. He's really, he's actually emoting his feelings about the family. And he's really like, there are so many people who are doing this stuff. And Zurinar is in his head and fucking with him and making him hallucinate. And he's really, like, I think there's some interesting dynamics. And I think that he as a character is more, not compelling. That's not the word I'm looking for. I think that he's more relatable at least. Like in a way that Batman rarely is. And I mean, probably shouldn't always be relatable, but well, I put that's what I would so push back against. I'm really? actually finding less relatable about him because, like, that's there's a certain crazy. point, and I won't bring up, but like, it's it's come up in some things that I have in ingested uh, this week in terms of story, uh, not just comics, but like. Um, Sometimes the characters just do a thing to make a thing happen as opposed to like doing like it, it like I don't honestly sure. like yeah, it's yeah. very difficult to talk about this without talking know, about Spider-Verse specifically because it's like just totally in my head right now but there's just certain things that I'm just like why why wouldn't you do this? Why in this situation wouldn't yeah. you do this? It's the normal thing that any person would do and they don't do it and it's because in order to because if they did that then story would go in a different direction and story needs to go in this other direction yes and it's, so it's like story over characterization I and for do, me i know i now know what you're talking about and it's I a point do agree that it is a point reduction for me yeah that like out but, of a out of a 10 star story i feel like that takes two stars out of it but i do think yes. yeah it is good and i do like it's a comic i buy it's a comic i collect but as far you as know. as far as batman the character i feel like he is showing parts of uh, this is weird this is hard to to explain because it's like saying he's showing parts of himself that he's never shown before but it's not that it's he's uh, just the voice in his head, the the omniscient narrator voice of Batman in the issues has become more of a relatable human being than that Frank Miller voice that's just constantly saying, broken rib, yeah. must must contain, uh, what, arm and, broken, can feel my teeth falling out, uh, one eyeball gone. And the thing that I do really think that Zdarsky is awesome with this, specifically with this issue too, is like, Having the ancillary is that the right ancillary yeah, yeah. characters show yeah. up and be like, "Hey," and then they're like, "Oh, Batman! Why is you know like he's you can tell they can you can tell that they know that something's up even though they yes. don't let you know that something's up." And I think that that's where he's very smart and and a very good writer. And I so I know that it's like a long term plan. Um, yeah, and, and also and the cool. moment with the family in this in this issue particularly. Yeah. It was because as it started getting dark, as things started, it literally was it was timed so perfectly in the issue where you start going down this road of like, oh, fuck, they're doing this again. He's going to start getting dark and withdrawn and all this shit. And the second you start feeling that that like uh, it's going to get overburdened with all this crap. Yeah. He walks through a door. And the family is there, and it brightens the entire, yeah, the entire thing. Yeah, they're totally playful, and they're like dicking around, and it's like it's just, I don't know. I I think that he's doing an incredible job. I, That's all I'm saying. I do think it's a good. It is a is a good comic book, and my 
little yep. tidbits yeah, yeah. are not like enough to make me not buy it. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. I was I was not voicing what I actually meant very well. Uh, Bishop War College number five did not read it. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's about Bishop, and he's in a war. College. He's in a college for wars. Yep. Use it for what it's for. Uh, Blood Tree number five did not read it. Uh, Berserker trade paperback volume two. <laughs> Surprise, did not Oh, read it. you fool. Uh, Captain America, the Sentinel of Liberty. I attempted to read it. I'm not enjoying this series. Yeah, so no, it, but it's getting canceled it. and J. Michael Straczynski is taking over the series. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that J. Michael Straczynski was still alive. Turns out he is. He was, he's been spending the last 10 years trying to reboot Babylon 5. <laughs> now he needs some cash. Needs, so he's got he's going for cash. that sweet sweet Marvel cash. And <laughs> yes. it, honestly the notorious, funny notorious notorious overpayers Marvel. The funny thing about uh that is that it seems like the storyline that he's and obviously this is speculation on my part cuz it's I just read like a blurb or whatever. But uh, it seems like the storyline is almost very, very similar to the storyline he did in Superman when he took over oh, Superman. No, he's not going to walk across yeah, the country, is but he? The, well, I don't know if it's necessarily exactly that. Because we already had that story, and it was the United States of Captain America, and it was pretty okay. Yeah, but the thing and is... It had my favorite new character, uh, Boxcar... Oh, yeah, the Boxcar guy. <laughs> like um, crust Punk. Crust Punk Captain America. Crust Punk Captain America. However... Uh, the funny thing about it is that it's just like he didn't finish that story. Yes, like that Superman thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he took over, but then just like I don't know if he got canned or. I think if... he got canned. I think it would just like from sales in the store. Like it was like holy shit, here's a million copies, and then it was like oh, issue three, here's yeah. four copies on the shelf that we bought and are still sitting there. Yeah, it's. I think it just ultimately it wasn't very interesting because on paper it's exactly what I wanted from Superman, yeah. which is like for him to like reconnect with like where he lives, with I the people that he lives with. This is just this is just Monday morning quarterbacking, but I think he needed a foil in that story, and he had no foil. Mm. He was basically talking to himself as he walked across the country. If he had, if it had been a hard traveling heroes thing where he had had someone who was giving him pushback against some idea that he had about humanity or something and he needed to you know learn a lesson and this person was doing it even if it was fucking mitzelpidelic or something <laughs> it yeah. would have been fine but, yeah yeah uh daredevil number 12 I should have read it because I love Daredevil. And yeah, speaking of Zadarsky, awesome. uh, it was really cool, and there was a throwback to one of my favorite oddball Daredevil things that I never thought they would go back to, and I'm not going to say anything further. But it's, it's from the Wizard. No, it's from the Anosenti run. Why isn't it the Wizard? I don't know. It's never the Wizard. It's never the Wizard. <laughs> if wonder, uh, whatever a wonderful whiz there was, the Wizard of Oz is the one wizard. because <laughs> the Wizard of Daredevil <laughs> of Marvel is one. Uh, the Wizard of Waverly Street. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, we got Dark Knights of Steel number eleven. Yep. We've got Deadpool, even better than the last Blood. Mm. That's better Blood number one. Deadpool does not appear in the first full half of this comic book. It's just Cable and Wolverine. I really, 
couldn't care less what <laughs> happens in any of this comic. Yeah, I just, it's like, I flipped through it to see how bad it was. That's all. I, I definitely enjoy. I know it has its fans. There's a, there's a. I refer to Rob Liefeld as an it now. <laughs> <laughs> it has its Jesus. fans. Uh, that's rough. Uh, although after seeing the uh, the bicep that he drew on Wolverine on that B cover, I'm like, Jesus! It looks like a horrible tumor. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's People who like it are gonna like it. People that don't like it are gonna beg everybody who likes it to tell them why they like it. Yes, and I'm not gonna people, do that. I'm not gonna do that either. I feel like if you like it, enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Don't uh, don't yuck my yum. I shan't is, uh, yuck anyone's I mean, yum. Not that other, it's my yum. Other than that. Other than saying that that particular uh, musculature makes me want to barf, that's just, yeah. it's not. I mean, uh, all I can say is I'll never buy it. Anything <laughs> with that in it, I will never buy. Because you're too busy buying Maleficent number two from Disney Villains. Wait, why is that? And Maleficent? Oh, is it Disney for it's D? It's Disney presents uh, Villains Maleficent number like two. I'm confused. We skipped a lot of comics. <sighs> Maleficent, yeah, it's Maleficent. A, it's it's a comic. It's about a Disney. Male, I thought it was male Ficent, and I was male like, "What's Ficent? What is a Ficent?" I don't know. I never figured it out. Nobody likes it. Uh, Dragon Ball Super number eighteen is out. We have a an all ages thing uh, called Fan Club with two N's. Batman Squad, and it's some adorable like dog man looking Batman kids. Oh, cool. all right. It looks like a fun all-ages book. Cool. I appreciate DC's attempts to crack into the manga crowd audience. They're doing a good job. I, I think, think they are. I think they're doing better mean, than Marvel does. Oh, absolutely. And they're killing it as far as uh, the YA audience goes. Like, yeah. you know, that... I feel like there's some bleed there. Yeah, that. I mean, that Robin... Uh, not Robin. Uh, the Beast Boy Loves Raven. Yeah. Those, those are, like, hot sellers. Yeah, I'm they so happy really well. that that artist is on that, and it's so popular because I've been following that artist on mm. uh, Instagram for, like, 10 years. Back when <laughs> they awesome. just were doing... He, he, he would do... Um, these teen type, these draw. If you go to uh, P- P- Piccolo, whatever it's Gabriel Piccolo is the artist. Um, he does or did back. He did a mini comic that's like impossible to find, and it's like the Teen Titans, like the classic Wolfman yeah, Perez yeah. Teen Titans, and then but it's like they're like high school kids, and like Robin has like a letter jacket, and like it's I mean like, that that design, which is in some of the later stuff, is so fucking smart. Yeah, like they just, ba- he basically archied all of those yeah. characters, and they look great. Yeah, they are. It's just like they're, really great design. They're like high school kids in the 60s is really totally what they look like yeah it's like that americana vibe yeah, but yeah. it's like it's it's cool it's but like 50s more it's, robin it's has really, that it's like american graffiti right look robin has that like kind of fonzie like kind <laughs> yes. of like bad guy james dean kind yep. of thing it's there it's cool art I, I thought it was really cool and i'm psyched that he draws titans comics yay you know what else is fantastic what the four the fantastic did you four. ever find out what the mystery menace was in i fantastic did four? it's pretty weird oh wow yeah this was a stronger issue for me um i found out what it was because i looked at the george perez variant well that doesn't make sense because <laughs> george perez has not been drawing comics for much longer than it's been since this comic was created and Uh-oh. executed oh it's well, then a, maybe it, it's not the menace that i thought it was what's the paris cover it's the impossible man oh yeah no has nothing to do with the impossible man it's it's very much a like new canon marvel monster um 
I love Marvel monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually, I think you would really like this. Issue. I mean, I've loved the Fantastic Four. This this entire like yeah. new run has been some of my favorite Fantastic Four in a very yeah. long time. Yep, it's uh, good stuff. We've got Fence Redemption number one. This Fence series just won't won't. It's it's got those fans and they won't let it go. It will not stop. I mean, <laughs> I love it. It's. <laughs> It's like we're five trades in and they're still going. Yeah. This is this is the sixth It's like anchoring Boom Studios. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um and uh it's there you go. It's uh, it has its fans, as yeah. you say. I mean, it's an LGBTQ comic and it's coming yeah. back at Pride, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's called Fence Redemption, which <laughs> I mean, I assume that means that they fence their way through a building in downtown, what is it, uh, Thailand? <laughs> uh, that's the Raid Redemption is what I'm referring to. I see. Uh, uh, let's see. Flash 800. I like it because I like the Flash. Um, some of the stories are better than some of the other stories. Um, but there's some... It's weird because this is the last one that um, the outgoing writer has done. And he basically just writes Wally as, like, completely unbeatable. Like, and it's really interesting that he chose to do this as a story. It's like, there's, like, a, one thing where it's like, have you ever wondered why the Joker doesn't come to central city <laughs> and it's like just but the my favorite part was they use uh, a bunch of like weird z villains and they have the condiment king oh thank god and uh it, it's actually kind of brutal like he shows up to rob the bank and then all of a sudden he's in the middle of a desert and it takes him a year to get out of the desert so basically flash just left him in the middle of the desert to to die I yeah. yeah i mean i guess he had condiments on him but like he survived on nothing but <laughs> nothing condiments. But condiments. Oh it's just brutal. I was you, like, "Wow, like that's really that's a thing." Do you think okay. that, that? Do you think that that uh, made him want to swear off condiments potentially? Well, I guess we'll find out in his next appearance one year from now. However, uh, the the <laughs> last part is the new. There's going to be a new creative team, one of which is Cy Spurrier writing it, and so their first um, Flash is in it, and it's. I'm on the fence. Yeah. I'm not psyched about Deodato drawing the Flash. Um, however, I I just really like the Flash. Deodato is so a weird choice for the I'm, Flash. I'm around for an issue at least. I'm not. I'm not someone who dislikes Deodato at all. No, he's not a bad uh, artist. I just I, I not a style angel. I'm having a hard time picturing him doing the Flash. Yeah, I do actually enjoy him on several things, but the sure. Flash is not one of them that yeah. I can remember when picture. they did Dark Avengers. Like that's yes. the kind of yeah, comic yeah, I would want that guy to draw. He's perfect for that stuff. Yeah, um, he's perfect for the Punisher. Also, he's really good at posting pictures of his muscles. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of comic artists lately uh, that uh, uh. and writers. That's kind of all they do. Yeah, this was actually years ago that he did it. But I mean, like, you you look at, uh, what's his name, uh, Spawn Batman artist, uh, Capullo. Capullo. Capullo loves to post weightlifting photos. I mean, Check even how buff I am. Even during uh, during quarantine, you see Bill Sienkiewicz. <laughs> he posted himself completely naked, like, Woo. posing with a gun. Dang. I mean, dangle, dangle is what it was. <laughs> Heyo, and and also, I don't know how I'm old he pretty is. Pretty proud of that one, but it kind of doesn't matter because he's in fucking incredible shape. Nice. I probably I, uh, would have posted. I wish I had that too. problem. Uh, it was weird. 
but uh, let's see. Yeah. Flash. Uh, Next up is pretty good. <laughs> we got Generation X Epic Collection trade paperback, oh. The Secret of M. Oh, Secret of M. I don't know what that is. M is a mutant. No, oh, well, you just revealed the secret. Great. No, the secret of M is who is M. No. Oh, and who and is her? Monica. It is. Her name is Monique, I believe. Monique, that's who it is. And she has a. Well, I don't know if you read The Secret of M. You the, don't know. It's just sibling. Yeah. Z- <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the secret. That's probably the secret. Okay. I'd now be I willing understand. to bet that that's The Secret of M. I loved Generation X when it was coming out. Yeah, that was fun. like that was one of my favorite. I didn't read comics, comics when that was coming out, so I missed it completely. But like that, I mean, I it seems fun. I wasn't reading it as it came out. I was reading it because it wound up in corner bins across the nation, hmm. and so every time I'd go to a comic, oh, because show, it came out like right before the big bust. Exactly. So there were tons of issues of Generation X in corner bins yeah. everywhere, and so I'd pull you know five copies ten copies of something and i basically pulled together a full run of generation x by the time i was done nice. and loved it like really really enjoyed it uh you know what else i enjoyed what groot groot was fine groot's too uh i like groot and his two little uh little friends who are not groot they are flooch and slurp oh i see i can't remember what their names are but I they don't remember they i just thought the artwork names. was cute it is cute, and it gets dark and weird. And oh, man. There's a, there's a moment. I didn't, I didn't read it too closely. The ending is very odd. There's a horrible horrible creature in it, and mm. uh, we also get Lady Yondu, who I can't remember. Oh. Is it Yanda? Oh, man. It's, it like is it is the uh, Marvel's week for lady version of, because the Deadpool or com yeah, yeah. has a Lady Shatterstar. That's true, which would be a spoiler if anyone read that comic. Uh, I mean, it was on the internet. Yeah. Exactly. I shouldn't have said that out loud. I'm sorry. No, Disregard cares. my words. You did not hear what I said. <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, let's Everyone see. Cares about Lady Shatterstar. Hell to pay. Number five of six is out. Hell to pay. Uh, we got due to a request from a person. We got Hunt, Kill, Repeat from Mad Cave Studios. I got the first three issues because I don't really carry Mad Cave normally because there hasn't been a lot of stuff that I looked. I don't want to diss Mad Cave, but it just there had never been anything that looked like it fit the store, so I hadn't picked it up. But this, yeah, maybe take a look because this, this was really be pretty good. At. I I was pretty into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. It's a, it wasn't like a take it home because it's on paper. I don't like, but um, yeah, the artwork was pretty good. Uh, and the basic storyline is that the um. I want to say the European pantheon, the Greek <laughs> pantheon. Um, uh, my brain isn't working. Uh, the Greek gods are like, fuck this people and their technology. We're coming back. And they wipe out everything and they take over and they're bad and they, they suck. And mm. Artemis, one of them, falls in love with a mortal. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... Or just want to live their life, and she doesn't want to be a goddess anymore. So, but then Zeus finds out, and he kills her Son husband and her her baby, oh, uh, and she is pissed off, and she's and then hunt, kill, repeat. So he, Artemis basically like, he gets fridged. Got it. He gets fridged for her. Uh, 
but the, it was I don't know it was I, th- I just thought it was good I like Greek God stuff yeah. but the art did not suck like and and the storytelling was good like it was not ter- it was not difficult to figure out what was happening from page one all the way through and I read all three yeah, yeah. issues I, I, I spent more time reading this than comics I bought I was actually very impressed by the internal art it was really good yeah it was good yeah. I wish the covers were better yeah, the covers are a little lackluster, but the interior art was very strong. I think that I think that was kind of what made me not want to get this series originally was mm. the fact that it reminded me of like a top cow kind of thing that I was like, oh, yeah. it just looks like a. Like, it just looks generic from like the, the covers. darkness or something. Yeah, which is not really my bag. Yeah. Um, actually, I say that, but I've loved a lot of darkness comics. Let's say modern darkness comics that I haven't liked. <laughs> uh. I hate this place. Copyright uh. Dan Cortez, 1996. Uh, no, sorry, that's I Love This Place, the Burger King ad. Of oh, the, of Dan the Cortez, that MTV of guy? MTV Sports fan. MTV Sports. He then became the Burger King guy. Ah, and then and he then became nothing. He literally, the 90s ended and he exploded into just a, a cloud of butterflies <laughs> at, at sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the year 2000 and Dan Cortez was never heard from again. That's why they called him Y2 Cortez. <laughs> that was actually the Y2K bug. The only <laughs> thing that it affected was the Dan robot Cortez. known as Dan Cortez. Correct. Uh, we've got Immortal X-Men number 12. Mm. Is this the one you liked? This I did not read this one. This is oh, not okay. the one that I liked. Uh, in Hell We Fight is one that I wish I had read. I liked it. It was almost uh, it was almost a purchase for me. I okay. ended up choosing not to purchase, but uh, I did like it. It was yeah. good. It's basically it's got like little little like it's John Layman, so uh, yeah. the Chew writer, yep. and the art is by uh, Jock. Jock, which is not Jock, but J O K Jock, which is a different artist. Jock, Jock. I'm trying Maybe to- it's Joke. I'm trying to say it in a way that doesn't sound like Jock, but it I could can't. be Joke. It could be. Let's call him Joke. Joke. Uh, anyway, the story is: uh, it's a guy who hates frogs, and he's mean to frogs, and then he goes to Frog Hell, <laughs> and then it's a kid, and then there's a, a there's a teenager girl who like you don't know what she did, and then there's a kid who got killed with an axe, and there's always an axe and buried in his head. And every time he, they'll be I like, really I need like an this. axe. I really and, like this so much so far. <laughs> he's got his axe buried in his head. And then um, the the other character will be like, I need an axe. And then as soon as you take an axe out, another axe appears in his head. And she's like, wait, I need another one. And then she grabs another <laughs> and then another axe. So he's always got an axe in Man, his head. That's convenient. And then they use the axes as weapons. Uh, anyway, they are fighting their way, as the title suggests, through the hellscape of hell and then there's a little twist at the end with a thing that I'm not going to say because if you do want to read it, um, you don't want the last page spoiled for you. Do you think if you choke on a hamburger that like you'd always have a hamburger with you? If you were bad in your life and that was part of your... That sounds like, like a reward. I don't know. Like, Why did the kid who got hit in the head with that axe go to hell is my question. He's like five years old. Because uh, five-year-olds suck. I mean, I think he might. Maybe he's like eight years old. I don't know. He's a kid, though. Uh, original sin. <laughs> we all go to hell because we. He didn't repent and find Jesus. Yes, there's this great Stephen King story that that, uh, that basically the whole thing 
the the horrible the horrible truth of life is revealed inside it. I can't remember which one it was. It was maybe from five to midnight or whatever that one is. But it was that when you die, you go to this alien world as a slave for these ant creatures. <laughs> And you're just worked. And that's the whole purpose of the afterlife is for you to be a slave to to ant, horrible ant, ant overlords. Wow. All Which right. Seems I mean, less it's hard than, to get people to give you a dollar every uh, every church church day if all you're going to get is ant slave. Yeah. <laughs> I, whatever you know, it is. If you're like, hey, eternal salvation. It's like, yeah, OK, yeah, here's five dollars. Seems like a better idea. Um, what about Invincible Iron Man number seven? I don't love this comic, but really? I don't really love Iron Man in general, so yeah. it takes something extra to get me to get on board with Iron Man. I do like this series, and I did not read this, so I clearly don't like it enough to be reading it, but I have liked it more than previous issues. Or, I mean, previous series. Sorry. Uh, we got the Invincible Universe Compendium, finally. They finally reprinted all of these. Ooh. That would be the Adam Eve series and uh, the Invincible Universe and Guardians of the Globe. That Those two, the uh, there's the Guarding the Globe Volume 1 and Guarding the Globe Volume 2. Uh, and uh, there's the Adam and Eve Rexplode miniseries that never got published. Mm. in trade paperback so this is a very cool bunch of stuff that if you have read everything else from invincible you get all this cool stuff nice. and a lot of it's really good stuff cool uh let's see the joker the man who stopped laughing and yes. started getting real and started getting real with dan cortez <laughs> joker the real world <laughs> That was my peanut butter. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's a comic. Yeah. And then, in addition to that Joker comic, we have Joker Uncovered number one, which is all the covers to the Joker comics. Yes. Without any content. Well, there is like one that Frank Quietly cover, which would arguably for me be like the one that you would want in pinup form the most. Yes. Has a little tiny Joker drawn on it that's like, hey, hey, look at me. I'm the Joker. See? Ah. And I'm like, why would you draw on this one? Yeah. There's a million throwaway covers in here you could doodle all over. Honestly, like doodle all over all of them. Uh, yeah. Why just single out Frank Quietly? I don't, I don't, understand. I don't understand. Whatever. I will say, uh, this is apropos of nothing. It's just a recommendation. I just started uh, watching Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, nice. Yeah, Which I hadn't seen in forever. Yeah. Uh, and so I started rewatching it. And the Joker in Batman Brave and the Bold makes me so sad at the direction that they're currently using the Joker. It's like yeah. he could be so fun. It's almost as though they need to bring Golden Age Joker in at, under a different name mm. you know dc if you do this maybe throw me a couple bucks but uh, uh it well, is wasn't that sort of like what uh johns was doing with three jokers like wasn't it no, like separating the they joker? were all the i same guess that's true they were joker. all the that's same what joker, was so yeah. irritating is it's like the golden age joker wasn't there like look here's my gag teeth you know, like, it wasn't fun, dumb shit. It was just like, and I stab people. I stab, and I love stabbing. What's your thing? I love stabbing. How about you? I love stabbing. But I have kind of a different costume. Stab, stab. Fuck you. 
<laughs> Boo. Anyway, Junkrabbit, number three of five, is out the trade paperback for Chroma by De Felici is out. That is a series that some folks that I know are very into. That is a very beautiful comic book. Yes. The art is fantabulous. Yes. And like a frogman, even, one might say. Mm. Uh, Lamentation number two is out. Yep. And... Uh, we got a new Loki ongoing starting this week. Loki number one. Loki number one. Uh, I was so crazy that they used to call me Loki. No, it was Loco. Uh, anyway, uh, so Loki number one. My favorite, I liked it. My favorite Creedence Clearwater revival song. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, Lord, that's Lodi. I'm stuck in Loki again. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I always thought it was Loki. Loki. Uh, I always thought it was Lodi, New Jersey. Oh, it isn't? I always assumed it was, No, there's a place in California called Lodi, and that's what they were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. I was like, God damn it. I assumed it was Lodi, New Jersey, which is where the misfits come from. That's where you get your misfits from. Yeah, that's where they that's where they appeared. I thought that like he was hey, just I got a annoyed because like little baby Glenn Danzig was like kicking him in the shin. I got a movie trivia for you. Okay. Because I just something I want to know and you might know. Okay. I saw a picture of Vampira. <laughs> And she had the devil lock haircut yep. where it's like shaved and like yeah. the devil lock. Mm-hmm. And that's where they got the haircut from. Correct. What movie does she have the devil lock haircut in? I didn't know that she was in a movie where she had a devil oh, lock. Then when did she have the devil lock haircut and why? Uh, just for TV. It was just part of her look. Huh. Sometimes she would just have that look. That's badass. It's fucking. Also, imagine, she's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> imagine like, seeing damn. her in that era. Looking like that on TV as a kid, yeah. I mean, it would warp you enough to make you form a band like the Misfits yeah. <laughs> and wear a devil lock all the time. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Totally. Male and Ermy, amazing. And uh, why do I always forget this fucking dude's name? Uh, Sven Gulli. <laughs> Sven Gulli. There is a, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like smashing their radio trying to get me to say the right name, but... Uh, he was a he's a comedian. He's a stand-up, and he did he did stuff with Mystery Science Theater. He did stuff. He did a a show called Stan versus Evil. I um, vaguely remember that as a thing that exists. He's a he's a stand-up. He's fairly well known. I would think he's like one of Bobcat Goldthwait's friends, and you okay. know, like one of those guys. But he took care of Myla Nermi into her old age, like out of the kindness of his heart, basically, like oh, wow. like literally cared for her in her elder years until she died basically gave her hospice care in his house fascinating and he wrote a book about it oh wow and uh yeah i think that's really cool yeah that is really cool so go that guy yeah exactly he's i I saw an episode of csi that had bobcat goldthwait and gilbert gottfried on it holy oh and uh jeremy what's his name piven Uh, no irons no uh, Spoke in class today. No, Jeffrey Ross. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jeffrey Ross. Uh, perfect. I think there might have been another comedian in it as well, but I was like, Ugh, whoa, crazy. But Anyway, sorry. I right. love Bobcat, but I mean, think about two voices that you'd love to just hear having a long conversation <laughs> together. I think it would go a little something <laughs> like, no, I don't. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. boy. Oh, no. Uh, Laura Olympus, volume four, is out. 
Uh, this is that web series that everybody's cuckoo gaga about. I see. Love Everlasting number eight. Good stuff. Uh, Magic Order number four of five. Uh, oh, sorry. It's sorry. It's number four. It's number five of series four, and it's five of six. Fuck, I hate that. It's every insane. time. Just call it Magic Orders. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do have a little bit of numeric dyslexia, so whenever that comes up, I'm always like, nope, that's not where that number goes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Magic Order is out, and mm. so is Money Shot with a Cherry Pop-Tart cover. Well, because Cherry Pop-Tart's in it. What? Yeah. How does that work? So this, uh, Okay, I can't... Uh, this is this series is great. It's First of all, let's just start off with uh, Nacho Serra is not on it as a writer anymore, which is a little bit of a bummer, but Tim yes. Seeley is a great writer, so he Tim Seeley's writing it, and then Giselle, who uh, is like the only modern Archie artist that I even kind of like, okay. uh, is Giselle Legaspi or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she is drawing it, so it has very almost like Archie-adjacent art, but like very, it's good. Anyway, the storyline is that all of the rich dickheads go to space, but most of them die. But Jeff Bezos uh, makes it to another planet and then immediately terraform, like transforms this planet into a Amazon hellscape. And it's so it's like basically Amazon planet. And then they're expanding the empire. So one of the things, and it's so, it's basically like, it's it's like Bezos, but it's like Disney as well. So there's like, he has these animatronics that he can create, and all of them are in the form of Disney-owned or adjacently owned properties. So there's like Avengers, there's like a Mickey Mouse, uh, there's a whatever, but then for himself, he makes himself a cherry Pop-Tart that he can hang out with and fuck and so now the the sexplorers are in space doing their thing uh they have to take this guy out because the alien race from the previous series and reasons god so they get they're trying to take him out but they just end up fucking all the disney characters (laughs) instead and there's literally like a scene of Mickey Mouse like having sex from behind and it's like says hump 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 <laughs> it's like it's so fucking good oh, it's so fucking good i love dear it but yeah God. it's about cher- the 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 one of the things that's like kind of special about this is that it's actually like they licensed cherry pop tart to appear in it and so even though it's not actually cherry pop tart it's like an animatronic in the in the yes. in the it's they've got Cherry Pop Tart on actually both covers. That Perez very uh, the Perez homage one has Cherry Pop Tart on it oh, as well. Wow. It's between yeah. the ladies' legs, and that's the other thing is that. But that uh, one also has Mickey Mouse, so that's why I bought that cover. So yeah, and the, then there's a porno cover as well, but I don't know what it looks like, so I didn't buy it. The thing with uh, I believe Tim Seeley was part of the Cherry Pop Tart Kickstarter for something because uh, I kept seeing him post stuff on his Instagram. So okay. I think that's how he got in. the re- yeah yeah. I can't remember the name of the artist of Cherry Pop Warley, something. No, I don't know. Nope. I'm not super up on my Cherry Pop Tart. Unfortunately, nor am I. Uh, my Little Pony, number thirteen, also featuring Cherry Pop Tart. Uh, <laughs> I'm featuring a Cherry Pop Tart. It, it appears. Friendship uh, is magic. And also, I love, I love that this adorable My Little Pony cover. The artist Scruggs. 
<laughs> now, Bob Scruggs coming around, going to draw you a little pony. I'm going to give you a little pony over oh, here. Oh, oh, Scruggs, you draw the cutest ponies. They call me Scruggs. <laughs> Uh, new talent showcase the milestone initiative. There's some there's some talent in there. Some new talent even. Yeah, new, but also good. Nice. We've got the trade paperback for Nightwing leaping into the light. He's that leaping. Your, that is your Tom Taylor series. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. Noctera fifteen. It's a comic book that I'm not reading, but I loved the first run. So. Eat it. Yeah, I'm. I am nowhere near caught up. So, uh, but it is a series that I do like and am actively reading, even though I'm. I mean, maybe not the biggest Scott Snyder fan. Uh, once upon the time, once upon a time, at the end of the world, trade paperback volume one, yeah. is out. Nice. Once upon a time, at the end of the world, number six is out that's the first issue of a new arc and it is horny sextastic i i was not terribly into it even though i really like this comic uh this issue i was just like what 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 is this it's called pornography and it's It's basically it's it's, i don't know that i would call it pornography but it's definitely like they spend the entire issue fucking (laughs) i don't know pornography and i also (laughs) don't know it when i see it so that's how i feel matter We've got Peacemaker tries hard number two. It's very good. It is very good. It's very good. There's a part where Monsieur Mala punches a guy with his lower uh, <laughs> fist, and he's like, "I love how you just punch that guy with your lower fist." <laughs> I love Monsieur <laughs> Mala so much. I'm yeah. so glad that Monsieur Mala is in something and being treated as insanely like the fact that Monsieur Mala wasn't in a James Gunn thing. For DC, yeah. blows my mind because he's such a James Gunn character. Yeah, like I can't. His story is so crazy. It is pretty crazy, and it is also like one of I they mean, did use him in the Doom Patrol series, but that was obviously not James Gunn. Oh, that's true. Okay, so that's probably and he was why. only in one episode. So, give me the actual lowdown on this character. Uh, the brain was a scientist. And I can't remember what happened to his body, but he eventually just was a brain, but had a body that he had the ability to like make stuff still. Yes. Um, I don't really understand why the brain doesn't make himself a body, but whatever. Um, Or no, maybe. No, he made Mala, which is Mala was just an an ape and he gorilla. Sorry. Yes. Um, And he made him smarter. And then they were hanging out, and Mala was like his assistant. And then yes. the brain's body was destroyed, and Mala couldn't make him a body, but he made him a jar. Yep. Somehow he could make a thing that kept yeah. a brain alive forever, but he couldn't Not make a, a robot body with arms sure. that moved. He's just too burly. Yeah, I, I, I've never. That's the weirdest thing about the brain is that like he always has just been a brain in a jar, and even in a series where they have a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah who's just a brain he has a robot body it's like it never is ever really addressed why there's a because he's always story. trying to make there's himself a, a body angle between the brain and monster mala yeah well. grant morrison brought that into it like yeah in his run yeah yeah th- but that was actually they died oh like yeah. they confessed their love to each other and they died and then they've just been brought back a million times but they are well jesus sorry everything broke that was surprising Yes, it was. Ghosts. 
um, in our machine. Yeah. Well, anyway. Also, really flimsy, shitty mic stands. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, uh, yeah. yes. That's, so that's I don't story. know if that really explained anything. Uh, I think, but I think weird. ultimately, part of the story of Brainum Monsterbala is that it isn't really explained. They just yeah. always just were, and and most modern brain stories involve him trying to make a body for himself and I just don't know why it never works. needs to be like he yes. takes a body from someone else like you just make one your brain that I mean maybe he's just not a robot scientist he's just not as good at it as he thinks he is I don't know it's weird but anyway I love them and they're in it and they're really good at Peacemaker Tries Hard number two which is the comic we were actually talking about Phantom Road number four also good uh, Poison Ivy, number 13. I read it. It's fine. I'm sure it's somebody's distinct cup of tea. What about these two Pokemon books? Pokemon Trainer's mini exploration guide to Hoenn and Sinnoh. Oh, Sinnoh. It's my favorite Pokemon region. That is a good region. I, I'm a fan of Sinnoh because it has... Piplups? Does it have Piplups? Does it have garbage? Does it have Trubbish? I think it, I think it has, yes. Is that Sinnoh? Trubbish is my is my favorite. Horrible, horrible garbage monster. Yeah, then he comes Garbador, <laughs> which is just like a bunch of trash cans. It's like extra garbage, uh, like a literal trash person. Let's see, Red Goblin number five is out. It no. was a confusing mess. No one will ever know what the comic is about. Uh, Sakamoto Day's graphic know. novel volume eight is out. Scooby Doo, where are you? Number one twenty two. Oh man, is out. they fight Pan. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty novel. That is, they're just like, okay, we need another one uh, yeah. about Pan, and we got Shazam number two. I like Shazam number two. It's a slow build this series. I, I was expecting I think it's great. A, it is great. I just it's it's a lot. Not a lot is really happening, but there's. In the first issue, you had these dinosaur aliens, but then one of their lawyers shows up in this, this one. This one is so good. I lo- um, That's what I, I like about it, is that it's not... I mean, there is this big... We unfortunately have a thing that we know ends in tragedy because we've read Kingdom Come that's mm. being brought up in this one. But uh, it's... Uh, it's interesting. My only I, real issue with it, I love it. I mean, obviously, I love Mark Wade and I love Dan Mora as much as at least my favorite superhero artist currently doing comics. So it's great. However, I was promised Mr. Tawny and he has not shown up and there were two issues in. There's a T-Rex in a business suit <laughs> with a briefcase full of legal it briefs. It goes a long way, but it's no <laughs> Mr. Tawny. It's pretty good. Mr. Tawny is great. Yeah. Remember that fucking Final Crisis when he uh, yeah. liked, oh God, that is such a good Tawny moment. Uh, I, I need to reread Final Crisis for the 14th time. So good. Sonic the Hedgehog 61. Nice. It's out. Spawn 342 is out. Right. Spider-Man number nine is out. <laughs> hey, you dinks. It's me, Spider-Boy. <laughs> the character that everybody loves. You just don't even, you don't even, if you don't, you're just dumb, you you're dinks. Just, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. He uh, is, I have said it before, I'll say it again, the Spider-Boy is the poochie is so of poochy. the Spider-Verse. He's got mad poochie energy. <laughs> Spider Boy has mad poochy energy is the takeaway from this podcast. Yeah, you could title it that. Yep. Uh, Spider Woman by Dennis Hopeless is out. That was a good run. 
It was a good run, and it also includes uh, some of those uh, Spider-Verse issues. Who? Uh, and that's Spider-Man Volume 1, End of the Spider-Verse, the trade paperback is out as well. The first appearance of Spider-Boy, you dinks. You dinks. He literally <laughs> I love his catchphrases, you dink. You dink. I, I mean, please, if that is his fucking catchphrase, I might actually get on board. They could lean into it, yeah. I think it might endear me to him a little bit more. I think it would. Uh, bring it back three more times. and Thwip, I'm, thwip, you dinks. You dinks. <laughs> Uh, I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You dinks. You dinks. Uh, Sp- <laughs> what, you don't like my costume? You, you dinks. dinks. He is... <laughs> I love the idea that he's exactly like every other Spider-Man, except he can't stop saying you, you dinks. dinks. Uh, he, I, he doesn't actually even say you dinks in this comic, but he does say dink. He does say dink. Which is one of my f- go-to swear- swearing substitutes. Swearing words. Swearing non, non-swearing non swear words. Yes. Uh, very exciting <laughs> trade paperback out for people who like All Ages comics. SpongeBob comics is finally out in trade. Hmm. So that is awesome. This wow. comic is so good. Yeah. Uh, features... Top talent. Top. Ridiculous. Like... <laughs> completely absurd levels of talent on this book. Yes. I, it was always good. Didn't like Tony Millionaire have Tony some stuff Millionaire in it? Tony Millionaire had I know stuff Jerry in Ordway did all the Barnacle Man or uh, uh, no. Mermaid Man. Uh, or he Steve did a, Bissett. Oh, okay. Did or I think Ramona Fredon did some stuff in no, it. No, I too. think I think it was the the modern age Mer, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy was done by Ordway and the Silver Age stuff was done by Bissett. Oh, neat. I believe. I'm pretty sure Fredon did some stuff too. I think it was just like they would just have So amazing. Yeah, cuz it was like classic classic Aquaman artist Ramona Fredon still with us, almost 100 years old. How many Amazing people were on this book. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, James Kachalka. Oh yeah, like, yeah. His That's stuff right. was great. Yep. Uh, there was some. Uh, oh, just honestly, imagine who would be the funnest person to have in a in a SpongeBob comic, and they probably did something. Yeah, for I'm the surprised SpongeBob that comic. Dorkin didn't do more for it. He did something. Did I know he? he did stuff for it. That's but, cool. But not who wasn't all over it. But he definitely was in it. Seems like a good candidate for that. But. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, this is that's just cool. a phenomenal, phenomenal series. Nice. Uh, Star Trek Defiant number four is out, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine: Dog of War. Turns out that dog's a collie or like a little corgi. Hmm. I was like, oh, I, I thought it was a metaphor. I thought it was a euphemism for actual, you know. Loosing the dogs of war. Nope, it's a dog that's in a war, and it's very cute. Uh, Star Wars number 35 is out. Mm. Pick it up now. It's the first appearance of Dr. Kuata, who will be very important because they look like Dr. Doom. Because we all know how universally popular all the new Star, Star Wars things are. Whoever it is... It's literally just Doctor Doom, but that's okay. I'll be right back. Uh, anyway, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, The Empire, number one. If you like The Empire, they're in this one. Uh, Star Wars: Yoda, number eight. If you like Yoda, he's in this one. You like Yoda? You I liked do. this comic? I didn't actually you? really like this comic a lot. I remember thinking it was it was better than. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's. 
I think it's I think it's real strength is in its simplicity. Is in just the fact that it it plays like a standard samurai or western. It's just you know, he's the Yoda's basically the man with no name, rolls into town, little frogman, kicks ass. Great. Hmm. Star Signs number 2 is out. We got Steelworks number 1. This to me was the biggest fucking shock of the week. Oh, nice. I was like, I can't wait to see how Michael Dorn, a person who I've never heard of writing anything, but who, who just played who John Henry, the voice, the voice of, of John Henry. Yeah. This is going to be a hot mess of garbage. And I read it, and I think it was probably one of my favorite Steel stories I've ever read. I liked it. It was not anything that I was like, I, I need this, but it was cool and it was certainly better. The, the, the only points I would take away is that like the ending was a little muddy for me. I was like, what's happening here? Um, but I don't want to say specific about it because I I feel like, like, I feel like that's, I mean, having, here's the, there's like a guy that transforms and then you never see what he transforms into. I read, I read fractions, Iron Man. So I know what he transforms into, but I know that, that they're just going for a, for an Uh, activating his, you know, explodiness thing. But the 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 deal is that basically this is a this is another one of those kind of trying to address the elephant in the room about superhero dumb yeah where uh, they go through these towns and they just fucking destroy major cities and he's saying hey i i'm i'm known for steel yeah and steel is what you make buildings out of John Henry Steelworks. Yeah. And so he's like trying to make buildings that are safer for people who are in these cities that are constantly exposed to aliens and <laughs> all sorts of random super people I, punching them through buildings. And that concept of just like people not relying on superheroes to fix up, right, you know, exactly. it's like if we got to wait for Superman, you know, like we got to make what he's saying is like we got to make our world stronger and i think that that is cool and it's a good concept and the artist sammy basri is one of my favorite dc artists currently and and for some reason just like can't get put on a book long term they did a weird um harley quinn run that lasted for a a fair amount with sam humphreys that was actually really fun um but got canceled for whatever reason and i don't understand why um, but I, I, it's it's cool. It's nice to see a high profile thing. I, Michael Dorn is definitely a better writer than I expected he would, would be. Would never in a million years have guessed that he could write like this. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. I would still say it is a top tier book. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. The writing comes through very clear. I didn't have much problem with the plotting. I definitely do think that they're probably going uh, an extremist route with this storyline. Yeah. No, I mean, I got it. I just like when it was like, it, it just, it it didn't, yeah, it's yeah. show don't no. tell and they didn't show. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted them to show. Like I wanted the last panel to be like, not just them mm-hmm. girding themselves for this invasion that was coming, but like, but I, I, in general yeah, yeah. it was, it was strong and I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. I, if you want to read a steel story, this yeah. would be the one I, yeah. I really like it. If I'm, you're really into the Superman books too, I'm going like, to follow this book and I'm not following Superman. So oh, I, no, not, that, you know, you're following the new Superman. I am following the, I'm, I mean, I'm skipping stuff, but like when the next issue comes out, I'm definitely picking it up. I'm like nice. really interested in this 
in this story for yeah, fucking cool. And it's reasons. a mini, so you don't have to worry about a long-term yeah, commitment. Yeah. It's just Michael Dorn. Congratulations, yeah. good job, Michael, Michael Dorn. Dorn. You did, did a good a job. Great job. You did um, a good job on the comic. Uh, Stoneheart number four is out. We've got a collected edition of all the Hood comics, the saga of Parker Robbins. Oh, must I, be doing something with him then. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. He's Thunderbolts. He's been, Yes, he's been teased for Thunderbolts. I think he's maybe even cast for Thunderbolts. Yeah, maybe that's who they're fighting or something. Because I'm, I love the Hood. I love that storyline. I liked him in what was the what was the big his big return yeah. after he came in. Was it uh, Dark? Was it Dark Avengers? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was around okay. that era. Uh, there's just some really good stuff with him. I I like that story. I, I like that mini series a lot. And the original they, miniseries. Yeah. And then when they brought him back after that mini series, and he actually became a real character, I was like, Yeah, Bendis did a lot. Surprised. With him. Yeah, I think. But he was originally a Brian K. Vaughn, maybe. I think it was Brian K. Vaughn. I think you're right. Yeah. Kyle Hotz, man, if I recall. Holy Jesus Christ, dude. Glad you're around. <laughs> uh, Tiger Tiger graphic novel. I don't know anything about it. But you know what I do is it know? The Marvel about? Tiger Tiger? It is not. Because <laughs> she's in that Deadpool comic. No shit. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I kind of want to read two, it. Two panels. <laughs> oh. oh, God. You put Madripoor in something, and I all of a sudden want to read it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, sucks. baby. Well, you know what I don't want to read, but. What? I'm probably going to anyway. TMNT versus Street Fighter. Oh man, you know what's great about this? I think okay. Page one, they're in the ring fighting. Nice. It's just like <laughs> opens. It's just like turtle fighting Ken, and it's just or whoever it is. I can't Ryu, remember. I think sure, but it's just like it's just nonstop. They're in the ring fighting each other. That's it. Like it's just like boom. That's awesome. Street Fighter versus Turtles, page one. There's no setup. There's no like. Here's why the turtle. It's just like nope. They're just fighting. They're in the ring. They're fighting. Here's what I want. Brilliant. Here's what I want out of this series. Fighting. Well, no. <laughs> I want it to end, and then I want the regular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series to pick up where this leaves off, and that just the first panel of that next one fucking Michelangelo Hadouken somebody. And he's like, one of my friends taught me this. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to use it all the time now. (laughs) Hadouken! Hadouken! (laughs) I just, I want to see Blanca fight one of them. Yes. (laughs) I just, I don't know, it would be a big green fight, but I don't know. Blanca is my favorite street fighter. I mean, well, yeah, it's the one that can jump on your head and electrocute you. Yeah, he bites your head. (laughs) And for some reason, that move, you can just button mash Blanca and like get your way through. Like, was the only thing like Boy, I suck at Street Fighter. I was better at Street Fighter because you can button mash like Mortal Kombat. Like I've sucked. I would get beat every time, and then they would do that thing where they sign Johnny Cage's name and throw it at me. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" I get so mad. But Chad, Street Fighter, I could be like, and like actually with Blanca, I could do stuff. Chad is such a good fucking Street Fighter player. It is disturbing. <laughs> That's cool. Like he is like all of those Capcom games. Mm-hmm. He is insanely good at just speaks the language i apparently he also beat uh mega ran and open mike eagle at uh, street fighter in the store so nice <laughs> i forgot that we had that open mike eagle played my store <laughs> nice i was like i didn't even know yeah it literally like out back when we even when we had a ton of pinball machines we moved everything aside mega ran and uh and open mike eagle played here nice I was like, man, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, let's see. Venom is out. Venom number 20. Mm. Walking Dead Deluxe number 64. Mm. Wonder Woman Historia of the Amazons hardcovers out. A beautiful, beautiful book that I have no interest in. <laughs> uh, and here are the two issues of X-Men that I very much enjoyed. That would be X-Men number 23 and X-Men Before the Fall, Mutant First Strike. Uh, X-Men number 23 is just a standard X-Men story, but the, the we have the first appearance of a literal Tony Stark Iron Man Sentinel. Yeah, because some dickhead has taken over Stark Enterprises, yeah. and he's now working with those, so like it's all tied in there. Is that the one with the Mystique thing? The Mystique mm. Destiny thing? No, I don't think so. Is that Immortal X-Men? That then? must be Immortal, because I didn't read Immortal. Yeah, because it's bananas. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I should read it. Um, but I really liked this one, and uh, and that was just like a fun beat em up craziness, uh, just kind of showing that they were not prepared for what's ahead of them, even though they seem so incredibly immortal. Uh, and then uh, X-Men Before the Fall, Mutant First Strike, number one. I like this, this one better. This is the appearance of basically a peacekeeping force of the the X-Force brand, like going back to sort of a version of the old costumes, but combining them with like the Red Cross to basically make them the red X, the red and white X or whatever. Yeah. And it's basically Civil War, uh, but like it happened on purpose to yes. frame the X-Men. Yep. And so they Someone, have to kind of try to. Yep. Someone has sinister genetically created a, a time bomb mutant that had explosion, explosive things, biological things, like all sorts of all sorts of bad things that when they detonated in the middle of this city, it literally made everyone sick and blew a big chunk of their infrastructure apart. Yeah. Uh, everyone is being turned on the X-Men because they assume that this is a, a strike by mutants and they go in there and they try to win hearts and minds. And it's actually just, there's a moment of them being of Xavier who's like, well, if we're going to be gods, we might as well be benevolent ones. And it's like, Duh, just fucking shut up. Just shut the fuck up, now. dude. <laughs> shut yeah, up. it's funny. Like You had those X-Men comics in the dollar bin that I was like flipping through them. And I was like, there's a couple with Xavier. And I was just like, yeah, he's always been a dick. He's always been a dick. He's always been a dick. Like there's like a part with Jean's parents like, yeah. right after, maybe right after she dies or right before. No, it's before she dies. So it's during the. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and he's just like. All of a sudden, like he just like mind whammies the yeah. dad, so he's not mad anymore. It's like, what a fucking asshole! <laughs> like that guy has every right to be mad. Like, I mean, yeah, th that's that is another another thing with the X Men currently that I do not like is the, is Jean because she is very Charles Xavier on that front. Oh, when, is she in this yeah, in cool. this comic alone? When it's like. Oh, uh, all of them are really upset about this. I'm going to shut down the language center of their brain for a while so that we can have a conversation. Oh, my God. And it's like, yeah. no, you can't do that. No, uh, that's, that's, that's a not good right. way to win the hearts that's, and minds. But also, like, that's another thing with the story. It's like you need the story to go X. Like, if 
you're a person on the world and all of a sudden this town blows up because a, a, a mutant did it, why would the first thing you're assuming be like, oh, it's the X-Men. They blew up this weird small town in the middle of nowhere as a first strike against humanity. That's a logical <laughs> thing to think. I mean, I know humanity is not known for its logical thinking. Well, I so mean, and, and we are, we're definitely seeing, uh, we're seeing them use this as a an internet and like, this is sort of a conservative talk show host kind of thing that they're doing here where it's like they're getting people to spread misinformation using the web, using their, using their whatevers. And it's, yeah. and it's working. It's working good. It's going to get the X-Men back to being feared and hated. And then Finally. they're going to need to go back to their original mission, which was created by the professor Xavier, who was always a dick. Yes, snicked. Anyway, uh, there's <laughs> Bamf. And, and also at the end, uh, we got yokai cats. <laughs> yokai very cats. cute. Uh, number four, nice. and that's it. Oh. All right, we went way long. So thank you for listening. Follow us yes, at Coast you. City Comics. Buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com. Uh, rate and review this. Uh, listen to our other podcast. Do other stuff. It's all good. We've yeah. got all sorts of stuff. And all sorts of Pay things going on. Pay attention to this website for the game stuff. Absolutely. Subscribe to the newsletter. All that shiz. Mm. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night.